When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Blizzardy night in Ottawa, and probably a much warmer one in New Orleans. How are you, Corey? I'm doing fine. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of bit of a late one tonight. Uh, just trying to make things work and trying to have decent audio. Uh, it is. It's warmer, but it is cold. I guess you could say for Louisiana, it's 42 right now in the parish, but uh, it's nowhere near as fucking cold as. Uh, a blizzard going on in Ottawa right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're expected to get like, I think it's like 40, 50 centimeters of snow Monday. So should be fun though, nonetheless. Uh, Montreal played Chicago the day of our last uh, recording. And we didn't get to talk about it much, but kind of a roller coaster of emotions there at the end. Yeah. Uh... The, the team actually came out really strong. Uh, a first for Jeff Petrie this season. And, I mean, once once that happened, I got excited. Um, I was talking about Jeff Petrie's back on track for uh, for the Norris this year. Uh, I saw you picked him up in fantasy. Um, and then we get a power play goal with Mike Hoffman. So I'm like, okay, you know, I think I think we might have, you know, this, this game is actually looking really good. Um, going to the third period, fucking Patrick Kane scores. I'm like motherfucker. Of course, it's a power play goal. Um, and was it? If I'm not mistaken, was that off of? Uh, I want to get into the hit a little bit. Was that because of the Romanoff hit, the cleanest hit ever, and he had to fight for it? Uh, the power play goal. You mean, yeah. yeah. Montreal scored that off of the instigator penalty. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I th- I thought the. I thought that happened because, I mean, I thought, excuse me, Derek, um, I thought the, the Patrick Kane goal was off of um, that monstrous hit by Romanov. Um, it's been a couple of days since. So no, yeah. Cool. So Romanov threw an absolute bomb, cleanest hit in the world. <laughs> and for some reason, every time he nails someone now, he has to pay, he has to fight for it. And I actually loved his answer. One of the reporters asked him about it and he said you know sometimes you have to drop the gloves and he just kind of paused and goes i'm always ready <laughs> and i just loved that i thought badass. that was a badass answer so. 
it's awesome. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate he's going to have, you know, he has to do that. Um, it shouldn't be. It's a fucking kidding's in the game. Like, yeah. And it's and not like he, he hit weighs, a superstar. He hit Sam fucking Lafferty, a fourth liner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think he should have to answer the bell, but I love that. At such a young age, he's just trying to make an impact in a game, and he's really fucking good at it, and he's not afraid to to fight, you know. Something I really like about him. <laughs> yeah, no, and Russian in the KHL, they're not allowed to fight, so mm-hmm. it's a little different he's for us. He's a bit of a players, rare but... breed for that. I just, yeah, I, just no, lo- I just love that because, like, we, we really – we really haven't had that in some time with on this team. And I love that this kid's playing, you know, damn near 20 minutes in a game and he's still explosive like that. You know, I mean, when, we, when was the last real guy that was like that, maybe like Lars Eller or something that like would throw the body that hard and then like had no problem, no problem fighting, you know, like hey, Lars Eller was had no problem fighting and throwing the body. <laughs> Who am I thinking? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Emmelin. <laughs> Lars Eller, I was going to say. So this does not seem... I don't think we watched the same player. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was a little, a little mix up. Couple of couple of E-sounding guys. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but I hope... Emil, Romanov, I really hope, does not turn into an Alexi Emelin. Um, I hope he becomes something more than that. No, I, th- I think his – yeah, I don't, I don't want to jinx him, but I think his his um, his ceiling is much higher. He's just – despite, like, the, the high-end hitting and de- defensive-oriented play, um, he's really, really good offensively too. So I, I really I really see him, like, develop, developing into just one of the best two-way defensemen in the league on uh, – I wouldn't say soon. I think he's got a little bit more time. Um, but it's just impressive to see that this kid's like, no matter how bad of a season we're having, um, <laughs> he's making strides, you know, for his future. No, definitely. And I think that Romanov is going to be able to bring more of an offensive edge. I think it's an absolute tragedy. He's still yet to be um, – used in overtime <laughs> considering the yeah. guy plays three on three all summer but i think next year romanov is going to really kind of come out and really explode under hopefully a new head coach who uses utilizes him properly because he already he's already used the minutes he plays the minutes mm-hmm. he just doesn't get the offensive time, the offensive zone, the offensive opportunities on the power play and overtime, et cetera, that I think he deserves. Yeah, we're starting to see, like, bits of it, like um, like in the Chicago game, which I was uh, kind of expecting a win after Jeff Petrie. See, oh, man, I was fighting a fucking sneeze that I did not want <laughs> to happen. Oh, excuse me, where were we? Um but yeah, you know we're, we're we're finally starting to see it. Uh, I expect a little bit more than fifteen seconds on the power play, but we're starting to see him being utilized on on both sides of the power play and PK. One for four, you know. Uh, one, you know, he didn't really 
Uh, well, I mean, no, I'm sorry. He did get an assist that game uh, off of the Jeff Petrie goal. So uh, finding a way to stand out, uh, kudos to him. But another guy that had an opportunity, uh, we brought him up at the end of the episode last week. Uh, well, last episode, excuse me. It, it's been a week just about. Um, but Rem Pitlick, another pickup by um, <laughs> Jeff Gordon. Uh, every time I, I, I've gotten it, I've gotten like a, a thing in my head to remember Jeff Gordon and like situations where like I'm, I'm going to blank on his name. And now I can't stop thinking of the NASCAR driver. So when I go to say it, I just picture a fucking rainbow colored <laughs> uh, NASCAR. <laughs> it's so Southern. But uh, we pick up, uh, we go and pick up uh, Rem Pitlick and then Jay Fresh posted on about him. Uh, and I mean, the kid, the kid looks solid. Um, if you look at his uh, his WHR WAR percent percent that uh that Jay Fresh always puts up, but I mean the kid's got six goals this year. Um, I guess just things weren't working with Minnesota. I think it's because Minnesota's kind of has a lock on their team. He was kind of filling in spaces during like the COVID scare that they had going on. Um, but I think it's a decent pickup. Um, I guess I could say I wanted to see a little bit more out of him in the Chicago game, but then again, it's a brand new guy on a team that's, I mean, looking to make the, go ahead. I was just going to say, I agree with you. I thought he played well. I think he just wasn't selfish enough against Chicago. There were two opportunities I could think of one, especially where he basically had the whole net by himself and he, was passing the whole way and he tried to go for the pass and didn't work out. I think part of that is joining a new team. Yeah. Like the uncomfortability. Yeah. Maybe not set in just enough. Once he starts shooting, um, then I think he'll get, you know, I think we'll start seeing some offensive production from Red Pitlick. I think he has all the skill set, and I think he's going to get all the opportunity on a team that, is going to finish dead last, right? Mm-hmm. And we and we we leaned on him very heavy. Uh, he played one second under 19 minutes, um, only only below Nick Suzuki with a 20-minute, you know, a 20-minute game. Um, you know, we had brought him up, like I said, at the end of last episode. I figured we wouldn't talk about him just because, you know, we could just bring him up after his first game. Um, definitely was utilized a lot, and – um, that might be one of the best things Dom Disharm has done this season is, is give a kid that just came on um, that has had success with a team that's really, really hot right now to bring him on and kind of let him stay on the ice and get, I guess, accumate, accu- fuck, what is that word? Accu- accumulated? Oh, my God. Acclimated. Acclimated. Thank you. Acclimated <laughs> to this team and how it plays. Uh, so, I mean, kudos to him. I think the kid uh, – I don't think the kid's going to turn around and, and have, you know, like the luck of – you know, the luck for this season with us. But um, I think it's it's not a bad addition. Um, picked him up at fucking waivers. What, what, what could really hurt us, you know, even if it's just a, a small – a small acquiring. I mean, he's only 24 years old. Uh, he was picked up early, early in the third round. He was a 76 overall. So that's fuck. That's very early in the third. Um, and he's, I mean, that, I think it's league minimum. Um, 
I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's nine nine one seven. So I mean, it's yeah, it's making league close to league minimum yeah. entry level contract. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, what's the worst that happens? We just pay for him half a year, and if he doesn't stay, he doesn't stay. Okay, you know, we'll see. Um, but he's he's. I mean, he's moved. He moved twice. He's uh, drafted. If I'm not mistaken, drafted. Yeah, drafted to Nashville. He had um, 11 games in Nashville. He gets traded to Minnesota and has a fuck. That just happened. Jesus, I <laughs> uh, had a pretty decent stint with uh, Minnesota. I mean, played yeah this season. Jesus, uh, played 20 20 games with Minnesota. Got six goals and five assists for eleven points. I mean, fuck. Uh, I know there's some there's some guys like uh, the kids on Detroit that are having a pretty good call of the year, but uh, this kid's got to be pretty close. This hasn't been the best year for rookies, but ne- nevertheless, I mean, he's, he was doing pretty good. I think it's I think it's a solid pickup. Uh, and then with the kid playing that many minutes on his first night with the team, I can expect I can expect some goodness from it though. But a uh, tough game to lose, especially since, you know, it's not many times we go up unless we're playing Tampa this season and then we just let it fucking crumble in the final <laughs> the final moments of the game. Well, yeah, I, I really like uh, Ron Petlick's potential. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, and I think his shooting percentage is a big reason why his floor is so high this season. Mm-hmm. However, I do think he is going to be able to contribute, and I think he could be a very good addition and contributor to this team. And like you said, it was good to see Montreal come out and play well against the Chicago uh, in the Chicago game. But I guess the refs are team tank because that was the biggest <laughs> bunch of bullshit I've ever seen. I don't care about the new rules. The new rules are if you have possession, you can carry, you know, you can basically be offside and carry it in. Mm-hmm. I didn't think uh, Khrushchev had possession on that play and I, I was baffled. I could not believe that was an offside. <laughs> that, that is the most cut and dry offside play I've ever seen. Yeah. And so then, to lose uh, that one was a little heartbreaking. I'll be honest. And then I uh, have the secondary assist on uh, a key member of last year's run. Uh, Gustafs. <laughs> oh, I'll probably said the name wrong again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I mean, it, it kind of seems how it is for this team. We we get a little bit of luck, and then um, we just let it let it. You know, it kind of falls away. Either either our fault or you know the refs overlook something. Um, but moving on a little bit. Um, today's Sunday. You guys are gonna hear us tomorrow. But we did have a practice today. Uh, the guys made it down to the Gila River Arena. Uh, I had a schedule to play when you guys are hearing this play uh, Arizona, but um, there's talks of having, which is exciting. I mean, fuck, if you're a Has fan, I'm sure you're excited about this. Paul Byron is expected to join the Canadians at some point this week on the road. Um, I don't think it'll be playing in a game. You know, I think it'll just be like conditioning and stuff like that again. But uh, to have this guy finally riding, you know, with the team and, and working with them again is a, a huge step forward. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't believe it's, it's been, you know, just about this entire season 
the season's, you know, getting close to being over and we're finally getting him back. A uh, couple of guys also coming back. Uh, Josh Anderson is uh, playing contact finally. Tyler Toffoli's back. Cedric Paquette's back, uh, but both are under no no contact right now. Uh, so a bit of the team is starting to get back together. But uh, when I saw Paul Byron, I was like, oh, thank God. You know, like, um, I can't it, – it, it's so crazy to think, like, you know, last year we were talks of, like, people that might be leaving, and Paul Byron was one of them. And then Paul Byron has, like, an un- unbelievable uh, – off season, well not off season, but uh playoffs. I mean, I'll never forget that fucking goal in Toronto. Uh he feels like he's a real glue member of this team. Um really like stay at home type of guy. And it um, feels like we haven't had him for the longest time too, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's been injured for the whole season and parts of the playoffs. So and it's crazy it'll be really to nice think to that, get Byron back. You know, we always talk about like like I mean look at this Look at this, like, possible fourth line. Like, it's been, like, kind of a, a, a wash this season. And it's, like, a guy like Paul Byron, who's kind of been our fourth line hero. It's, like, every there's been so many times in these games where I'm, like, fuck, man, if only we had Paul Byron. Like, someone that can kind of hold this fourth line or, thor- or third line together at some nights. And uh, he's just been really, really missed. Um, but it's great to see that he start. he's going to be around the team. Hopefully some of that um some of that like really driving fun energy that he brings kind of rubs off on this team. I'm not expecting us to go on any type of run. I, I'm kind of <laughs> I've kind of accepted where we are. You know, I like I like the chance of a, a top three pick. Uh, but none you know, nonetheless, happy to have him uh, back around the squad, starting to feel like the the Canadians are coming back. Feels like this is a brand new team with like three older guys in it, and that's it. It it feels like it's a revolving cast of just different fourth line, third line guys who come in, and every once in a while we'll get one of our veteran guys, our core players back. What then another one will get injured. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the healthy halves roster since day one, and that's because Carey Price and Byron have been out, and Druin was out. Like it. This this season, from not just a points aspect, but an injury front, has been a total mm-hmm. disaster for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, it's like reminiscent of, I want to say, 2015 or 6. I don't think it was 16. I think it was 15. It was the year that we played. Uh, we had the Winter Classic. It was like half the team felt like it was injured. Um, and that's kind of how it feels right now. It's like we basically, you know, everybody everybody on the ball that has been waiting to get their shot has had nothing nothing but chances this year um which is i'm happy about but at the same time it's like fuck just to bring in someone like paul byron like to come up uh and finally be healthy would just be amazing to see you know especially after last year like the 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 talk of you know they weren't sure if they you know we weren't sure if paul byron was going to get signed again and then he is, and then he's not here. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, you know, of all the times that we kind of, you know, as fans could have pushed him off to the side, especially last year when we had so much good going on and Paul Byron was kind of, you know, getting pushed to the side. Fuck, can we use him now? That speed, that fucking, that shot, shorthanded goals have been like, you know, basically 
unexisting this season. Fucking power play goals have been just about unexisting this season too. But um, just I happy mean, to every, have him back. Every around. season, power play goals have been unexisting. <laughs> let's be honest here. Yeah, last year was fun. <laughs> <laughs> the penalty kill was good though, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough to say anything's been done well <laughs> this season, but I think with the addition of Rem Petlick and, you know, some smart moves that we've seen in Jeff Gordon so far, just good things he's done uh, picking up Sammy Niku right away. Mm-hmm. Who Ducharme immediately benched, but <laughs> that's beyond the point. <laughs> um, I think there are things to be hopeful with this house team. And another reason for that is we're approaching uh, finally hiring a GM to lead this organization in this rebuild. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck another another thing. Jeff Gordon's, you know, been working tirelessly on, and I saw on Twitter someone uh, like people are apparently getting aggravated at how long this has taken, and uh, I don't I don't see a problem with it. This if we got a GM right away, still not solving how bad this team is this year. Nothing, you know, a GM coming in is not going to change it. Why not take <clears> your time and pick the right candidate for it? We. I want to get this done, but I also want to get this done the right way. And I want like a future. I don't want like a, you know, a three, three year GM that doesn't do anything or, you know, we let the wrong one slip away because we had a GM signed within, you know, a week or two weeks. Um, But yeah, apparently we're down. um, I'm seeing multiple things. I'm seeing people saying it's down to three. I'm seeing it's down to four, but, uh, Daniel Briere, Matthew Darsh is like the top two names I'm seeing right now. And then uh, yesterday I saw that they had doubled back to talk to Kent Hughes, who is the father of Jack Hughes, who is going to be he's a highly sought after um, draft eligible player this year. And his other son, Riley, Riley Hughes, uh, who Gordon was the GM of the Rangers. Uh, that's he was selected by the Rangers in 2016. Um, so I think that's that's pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mason, he's a uh, what is it? He's an agent, right? He's a player. Yeah, he's, agent. A, he's a player agent. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's working with uh, fuck, what's the name of the the company? Um, damn, I had it highlighted, but. It, of course, when I change tabs, it goes away. Anyway, they uh, he's working with with a firm that hires mainly Quebec native players. So I think he's got. Uh, I mean, I his biggest one I know is is going to be like. Uh, I think they said no, not Brad Marchand. Uh, it's the guy that always gets the fucking uh, the selkie. Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck man, I'm like fucking. Two for one right now. It's terrible. Uh, uh, some other guys is um, Chris Letang, Mike Matheson, uh, Marco Scandella, and Sammy Blaze. But I mean, what? Why would, oh, also former Canadians defenseman Nathan uh, Boat Bolle No, Nathan Bolu. That's it. I don't know how I feel about having um, a player agent turned GM. I, I'm sure there's been ones in the past, but. I don't really see someone like Kent walking away from so much money 
to come be a GM of a team that, that needs a turnaround. Uh, I think there's guys that are a lot more qualified than him. Uh, preferably like Matthew Dar, since we've given up on Mark Madden Jr. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also reading a lot of stuff that it's, uh, you know, they're, they're still interviewing people that could have jobs in the organization. So maybe this double back is not for a GM role, but the double back instead is for, you know, a possible uh, scouting or some type of, you know, in-house office work or some shit. I still, even even with the news of this coming up, I still think that the the Matthew Darsh is uh is 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 still the, I guess the fan favorite right now. Uh, I don't know too many people that really want Patrick Waugh behind <laughs> behind the scenes, but uh, no, I I still, I still my hat's still with Matthew Darsh right now. I think I've always been rooting for – well, I know I've been rooting for Matthew Darsh since the start. I was also a big fan of Martin Mann Jr., but Darsh has been <clears throat> one, two on my list for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I'd be very happy if Matthew Darsh was hired. Um, Julian Breesbaugh has sung his praise, and we know that that Tampa organization has been successful, and he's played a role in that. Yeah, um, why, why not bring over someone that can – I wouldn't say share secrets, but share, you know, this is how we did things there. You're going to have a great partner in Jeff Gordon to help you get acclimated into it. So I think I think he's kind of in a perfect position, you know, to, to have an easy step into a GM role. No, I, I agree. And I think, on the other hand, you have Kent Hughes, who I think really intrigues me because – he is kind of an unknown commodity among the general public, but those on the beat and those in the know seem to really sing his praises and think it would be a good hire. So I think that's really interesting to me. Uh, you know, we, we, there are plenty of player agents who have become uh, Stanley cup winning GMs. Brian Burke is one of them and say what you want about Brian Burke had a lot of good hockey teams. One of them won a Stanley cup. Um, Ken Hughes, I think is really interesting in that regard. And I don't think any of the three guys named, I think Briere, if that would be hired, would leave me the least enthusiastic. But if I had to put money on it right now, I'd say Darsh and Hughes are probably the top two candidates going forward. Yeah. um, People like Eric Angles, LeBron, um, Friedman, they're all the top. Those are the two names that are are being brought up the most. Like I said, I didn't know much about – Kent, you know, like you said, there there have been agents that that have turned and taken GM roles and have, have been effective. Um, I like the fact that they're looking outside of the box, and everyone that they're looking at has their own uniqueness about it. You know, I like that we're not just picking hats of like old regime members. Like if if they think he could work, he gets an interview, and I think that's really important to like really modernize the this team and kind of get some of the cobwebs off uh, from older, outdated outlooks, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think we need to give time for Jeff Gordon and whoever he hires to put their fingerprints on this organization because right now it's all Mark Bergeron and Trevor Timmons. Mm-hmm. And I think Montreal fans are going to have to do something that they're not used to doing and they don't like doing, and that's to be patient. <laughs> 
because there's some good drafts coming up. We're going to get a good player in this year's draft. We're going to get a good player in next year's draft. Let's be honest. We're in for a couple years of pain. And we're going to also have young guys that we already have growing in this organization. Hopefully we'll get Jordan Harris. We don't know. But if we don't, we have Sean Farrell. We have Cole Caulfield. We have Nick Suzuki. We have Romanov. We have Arbor Jackye. We have Jan Mishak. We've got a bunch of guys. Norlander. Norlander. <laughs> are phenomenal, right? And I think there's a lot of things to be positive about, even though we still have 46 games left of this dreadful season. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. And you make a great point. Like the future's really bright for this organization. Um, Like the future's coming up or there's just so much potential to have like excellent, really great players. I don't see why we would rush, you know, to to just have someone in office. He's not going to change the next you know, year, two years, three years of, of this team learning a new system and growing up together, basically, because it's we're moving towards a very young team. And um, there's, there's no reason to rush, you know, a decision, a, a big decision at that, you know. So a lot of people upset, want the shit over with. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Take your time. I'd rather the perfect person, the perfect person available, and some guy that is just a francophone, you know, <laughs> like people were people were tripping about uh, Kent, I believe, born and raised in Montreal. Yep. Um, people saying, you know, <laughs> I mean, basing it off of Hughes doesn't sound doesn't sound like a French name. Apparently, um, you know, we 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 got really opinionated, real judgmental, and Scotch from 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 there, you know, so. Um, it's it's just the fans at this point, you know, but um, I I like the patient approach. Uh, No, Jeff Gordon hasn't done anything I've been upset with yet. Um, I like his, I like the way that he's handling things right now. And until he does something wrong, I I have his back, you know, I'm going to stand by him. I don't have his back. I don't know him personally. (laughs) No, it makes sense. And I think we have a lot of reason to be, have faith in Jeff Gordon. I think he's going to make the right decisions. Yeah, um, I mean, fuck, he really is steering us in the right direction so far. So I have nothing but the best hopes for him. I'm actually not upset that he's taking his time. It shows he cares. You know, um, one thing that we said about Matthew Darsh is that he understood what it meant to wear the uniform, you know, to, you know, some players in the past, like, I mean, even Pizzetta, we brought it up two episodes back. They understand what it's like to wear the crust. I think Jeff Gordon, who might not be from here, understands how important from, this legacy is. You know, came from Boston and New York. He understands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you actually make a point. Yeah. Two original six teams. Now he's in another one. Knows exactly how important it is. You know, this is one of the top. Uh, fuck. They said it on Spit and Chickens. It was like uh, it's in like the top, the top five most. Um. I guess, expensive organizations or whatever. But, I mean, of course, it's an original 16. There's a lot of pride with it. I think Jeff Gordon understands the role and takes it fucking as serious as it can be. So let him take his time. But uh, let's move on. We have a a read from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Um, At first, I didn't understand why we were still talking about uh, (laughs) 
we were still talking about the wild card, but I didn't realize that when you guys hear this, there's a wild card game that night. Um, but the NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on the last wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for for this huge wild card weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars and total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this wild card weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, hopefully our fans uh, betted on fucking the Bucks or the 49ers. I think the craziest one, though, was the Bills just absolutely fucking skull-dragging the Patriots. Uh, Joe Burrow with a monstrous win on his first drive. He's surpassed uh, – fuck, what's the other – Andy Dalton, I was about to say, what's the other redhead? Andy Dalton's uh, postseason touchdowns, <laughs> which blows my mind. In one um, game. <laughs> yeah, and one, and, and one game on the first set of downs. Well, the first, you know, the first full drive of that team. Um, unfortunately, I guess it's not unfortunate. I'm a Ravens fan, but uh, the Steelers lost 42-21, like an hour or two before we recorded. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is now retiring um, after a long ass career. I can't believe they even made it to the fucking the wild card. But kudos to him. Um, I don't really know shit about the Rams or the Cardinals. I don't really watch football anymore. But hope. Um, I'm a pull for the Cardinals. Why not? Arizona needs something to look forward to, kind of like us. But uh, hopefully put your money on the right people this, this weekend and on tomorrow's game. But uh, let's see. Last week, last episode, I keep saying last week. Yes, it is last week. Uh, you mentioned about the shitty all-star jerseys. And I actually saw them, and I kind of like them. Kind of like them. I don't think they're – I think they're the, be- the best ones they've had in a while. But mm-hmm. I think that's because they're boring. Now, I hate white jerseys, <clears throat> but I think there's just enough white to make, like, the maroon and red pop on the away. Um, folks, it's easy to find us. You know, I don't, I don't have to tell you how to use Google. But um, the the blue ones just look like they're supposed to be a Winnipeg jersey. But I thought the red one – the white and red one looked pretty good, um, but it is very like boring. It looked boring, yeah. Like they're not. It the looks white like one's a, okay. The blue one's just like, like you said, it's just a Winnipeg Jets jersey. Yeah, it actually, it's uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, the old Vancouver when they were the black, red, and yellow, like that that V cut at the bottom. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it's just that jersey, just you know, different color scheme. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I mean, they're I like the they're never, ones, but they're the best they've been in a long time. 
I think yeah. that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, last year's was was fucking tough. I'm not gonna lie. The grayscale. It looked like a. It kind of looked like a sheet of loose leaf paper, uh, with with just the logo on it, and just a kiss of the color. I mean, the the only ones that really stick out it was when we had the neon ones like four years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, the neon black and white ones. Yeah, kind of like it was like foreshadowing uh, uh, Dallas's away jersey. Now you know it's the neon black and green or neon. I think I think the absolute worst ones might have been when they just fucking put like they blacked them out and put the logo of whatever team they were on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's when uh that was like two three years ago. <clears throat> no, those are the worst, the absolute um, worst. And it was like the the only thing I really liked about the jersey would it, it was like the first. I mean, they're they're common. Well, they're not common now, but. It's a it's a common used one. It was it was all recycled uh, materials went into making the jersey, which I thought was really cool. Um, I'm sure it just tied in with Seattle coming and Seattle's whole thing is you know the fucking climate change arena or something like that, and everything's you know about saving the earth, which is tight as fuck. Um, I thought it was a cool cool concept, but yeah, it was just a black fucking jersey with. Just a just a line of your home team color, <laughs> like uh, I mean I have a blacked out uh from the blackout series. I think it was like a 2013 series. I have a Oilers Ryan Nugent Hopkins, so it's completely black. Uh, I think it has just like the tiniest bit of orange. Um, I think that's it looks good, but some teams it did not like. I guess the Sharks one looked good, but like the teal was so dark. It wasn't a bright enough teal, so it, it it didn't look like it had color at all. So some of them were pretty tough. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I can't say I'm excited for the All Star Game. Let's be <laughs> let's be honest here. It's they're bringing back the Breakaway Challenge, which I don't know why they ever got rid of. So that should be interesting. But I don't. I'm not sure if I'll be tuning in again this year. Well, I know it's going to be tough because of uh, COVID and stuff. The last time that I really, like, I was thinking about it because we were talking about the last times we really enjoyed watching it. And you said it's been since, like, you were a fucking kid. Um, I like the the neon era one when they were making their own draft picks and shit with, with fucking, uh, what's his name, John Scott. But I know because of COVID it might not happen. But I'd like to see them uh, bring some of the girls from the uh, PHF up. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Professional Hockey Federation. Yeah. Um, I thought that one year they did that. Well, the first year they did that, it was really successful. And I mean, I've been talking about that that day, you know, since. So it it obviously left, a, you know, a, a strong, a strong opinion. Um, I just don't know if they would do that considering um, I think they had a wide, like a league wide. I mean, it's a small league. But the PHF went and shut down a little bit because of COVID, like uh, the NHL did. Um, but I don't know if they would they would be a part of that again this year. But if they're not, I think it's just going to be another boring-ass fucking <laughs> – another boring all-star game that they really have lost their way of uh, making it kind of fun. Um, oh, oh, I forgot. Uh, uh, what, what is his name? Donnie Dunk. Donnie, uh, what, what, Donnie Dumphy, Donnie Dumphy, dude. I went down a fucking rabbit hole 
after <laughs> being sent that shit and i watched uh how to be deadly is like they're like 15 minute little short film fantastic um and then they got a bunch of like 30 to you know 15 to 45 second little clips uh shit is super original really fucking good it reminds me of like a blend of like trailer park boys letter kenny uh hardy bucks uh fucking the movie haggard <laughs> um it's just i thought it was it's like really well done and it's got like that kind of shitty quality like old trailer park boys did um and i love i love that aesthetic like it's just like a whole movie type of vibe um but we went to my cousin my cousin we went to the lake uh this friday that just passed uh and stayed there overnight and we did a little fishing i didn't catch shit my cousin caught two little little bass but we had to throw them back weren't big enough um but i showed him that shit dude and we've been fucking saying it ever since um, I pissed my wife off because I came home drunk as fuck. And I was just saying, we're having a time. We're having a time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fucking great. Um, I think I've kind of started something with that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if that becomes a little, you know, in-house, uh, in-house little comedic thing between me and my boys. Um, but, dude, that is a legendary fucking video. I'm not going to lie. I'm upset that I that my first time hearing about it was the other day. <laughs> I mean, it's a very niche <laughs> demographic, Donnie Dumphy, but yeah. I think it's an great. And, and, then, and then someone sent it to you also. So um, yeah, the people wanna, know. I want to thank our fans because uh, that made my fucking night. Along with reading all of uh, John's, John's list of things I need to try. And when I hit the East Coast up one day, um, my mouth was fucking watering that night. My, my wife had picked up, um, she went and got some Mexican food for us. So like my food was already here by the time we were done recording and I didn't even fucking edit. I just went up front and ate cause I was just talking about fire ass food and getting, getting hungry. My mouth was watering. I went out front and just ate. I was like, you know, I'm going to save half of it. It didn't fucking happen. I fucking knocked back everything. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Donnie Dunphy having a time, legendary. Thank you so much for fucking bringing that into my life. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm very happy people knew of the legend himself. Uh, but without further ado, I think that'll be it. Unless you have anything else to add, Corey. No, that's it. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, God bless us for having audio quality during a fucking blizzard again uh but yeah we might as well roll out while we uh while we still have uh connection <laughs> yeah well thank you for blessing Corey and I with Donnie Dumphy and thank you once again for tuning in we'll see you guys next week we'll be having a talk you're listening to the hockey podcast network New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.